From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict episode 490. We're on the road now. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and the Canalea Penco. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's it going? You we made me nervous. On the road. We are is an event horizon like mm. situation now <laughs> as we barrel towards episode 500. Oh, we're going to barrel into something, that's for sure, because there is certainly no planning going on for 10 episodes from now. <laughs> that is that is not that on is my radar. That is a very good point. <laughs> I, so we have, again, as a reminder, we have set it up in such a way that we're not taking any time off, which is also why this episode was recorded in advance. Um, because I wasn't going to be available on the week that this episode was coming out. So we had to record this episode in advance because we cannot skip an episode now. Because mm-hmm. if we do not skip an episode, episode 500 comes out on the exact day of mine and Brad's 10th anniversary of recording together. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, those two things tying up is too good. That's all I've been thinking about. I haven't been thinking about <laughs> what that episode would be. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know if we need to, because I feel like we just did episode 400, and whatever. I don't know. But. Yeah. We put a lot of work into 400 and 401. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, gosh. I guess we'll just, like we you know, we'll, take a, we'll, we'll do a mostly regular episode and take us some time to just cry or whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Could be, could be that way. So who knows? But uh, until then, we're just going to keep talking about pens and paper and inks. And I'm going to do an especially large amount of talking today because I'm going to do something that I've threatened to do for years. And I do on my own, but I've never really shared the process. And I keep saying I'm going to do this. So basically, what I want to talk about today is how... And when I get new products, what do I do before I review them, right? Like, you know, I don't have any, like, strict testing plans, but, like, I always use, I like to use things before I talk about them. And what does that look like from my side? And I've always wanted to just kind of share, like, initial thoughts, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are what were my initial thoughts of this product when I unbox it and start to use it versus, say, like, several weeks from now when I might when I've used the product for several weeks and then decide to put my thoughts down for a product review or something like that. So one of the issues I have doing this is me whining constantly about how many pens I have inked up, especially if it's fountain pens, right? (laughs) I get, I start to like panic when I get into like double digit pens inked up. So that limits me sometimes from inking up the new things and getting them in the rotation to start working on. But I decided for this episode, I've had a bunch of pens sitting here unused, newly received that are really review pens, right? So that's another thing, right? We talk about like I have my own personal pens that I buy from my own pen library. Then I have an even larger amount of pens I get in that are review products. So these pens, I, they've, they've just been sitting here staring at me for we- some of them weeks and weeks, unused, fresh in the box. And there's some really cool stuff. So I thought today I would go through, um, before this show, like I a couple days ago, I started inking these up and they're all uh, mostly fountain pens. Uh, Inked them up, started testing them out, and so this is like what my initial thoughts on these new products are. The first up 
is a pen that I love and that a lot of people love, but it's very weird in mm. one certain fashion. And we've talked about this before. The Faber-Castell Ambition. So specifically, I have the Faber-Castell Ambition Op Art Sky Blue with a medium nib. Apart. Apart. This is a great pen. It's a great quality. It's a great style. It's a great price point, right? This is like a $75 pen mm-hmm. that is just classy looking, right? It's classic modern, right? It's It's got that historic kind of Faber-Castell look, right? I can tell like it's a Faber-Castell pen, but it's modern. Like the barrel has a little bit of a like a wave design on it. It's an interesting material. They call it Mike Precious Resin in the description. But, you know, it's not like the acrylics. It's it's um I don't even know how to describe the material. It's plasticky, but not like you would think of like a polished acrylic like on say like a Brooks pen or something like that, right? It's lightweight. It's just a cylinder, right? The barrel is cylindrical and that leads to the big question about this pen and it's the step down i won't even call it a grip section right i don't think you're supposed supposed to grip it on the metal so you'll have to look in the show notes if you've never seen this pen it has like right above the nib on most fountain pens is where you would grip the pen right and that's called the grip section and that's usually like an inch long space where your fingers go um to hold the pen when you're writing this pen has i don't know a much much shorter air quote section even though that's that's where the pin you unscrew it and get to the converter things like that but you kind of have to grip this pin back on the barrel so it's like a them. it's a little bit weird for people and i'm a low gripper mike which means i grip tend to grip pins closer to the nib or closer to the page right as opposed to further back so this pin poses a challenge but I have enjoyed so far, right? Like that, that that will be a big part of the review, right? Is is how you grip this pen and is it good for you? But overall, I've enjoyed like my first look at this pen. It's comfortable. It's beautiful. Faber Castell nibs, their steel nibs are just great. Like they're some of the best steel nibs. This one's a medium nib and even I like it because it's just a clean consistent line, right? It's mm-hmm. not overly rounded. It's not um, you know, blobby around the edges. Like I can get like sharp lines. Like I I really really like it. Um aside from the grip questions, my other issue is is kind of twofold. One, it did not ship with a converter. Okay, so this is short. Uh, this is international fittings, right? So your yep. standard international converter fits, allegedly. I grabbed a standard short international converter, Schmidt, went to pop it in, didn't fit. The diameter, so the top ring, so if you look at a converter and you have the black twisty mechanism, okay, at the top, like where you spin the little piston. And then before you get to like the chamber of the converter, you have that metal piece, right? That connects them. That metal piece is like a two-step design on most international converters. Okay. You you just have to roll with me on this. This is this see, this is why this will be better in the review, because I can take pictures of this. 
But this is what I go through in the initial steps before I even get to the reviews. Think about these things. Any converter that has a step on that metal section does not fit in the diameter of the interior of the barrel. Mm -hmm. I had to dig through a box of converters to find a converter that fit into this barrel. I finally found one. It was a lot harder than I thought because most of them have that little lip or edge in there. And if you're going to make an international fitting pin and don't ship it with a converter, it better fit most converters people are going to pick up, right? Because a lot of times someone like me, they're just going to pick something that they have at hand. And it took me a long time to find a converter that would fit. That's, that's problematic. Like I have a more problem with that than I do with the grip section. So anyway, I, I love how this pen writes. I'm going to continue to use it and write with it. But the converter is a bigger problem than the grip section. I inked this pen up with a brand new to me ink company, Dominant Industry, Mike. Okay. These are some really new inks and these fun, unique bottles, cool colors, um, really good performance. I chose Lake for this pen. It's kind of a, like a light blue green. You know, you got to go matchy matchy sort of with the barrel here. So it's like a blue barrel, light blue barrel. So I chose a lighter blue ink. It's really perfect. Um, the ink is, the ink flows great, right? This is my first time with dominant industry inks. The ink flows great. Um, it's a really pretty color, good shading. It's just kind of like a really good quality, consistent fountain pen ink. Like I have no questions about this ink, right? It wasn't overly saturated. It wasn't too thin. It it didn't do any anything poorly. Um, it's just kind of solid. It's expensive though, so it's a twenty five milliliter bottles. Stunning bottles, by the way, for seventeen dollars. I really love the look of the bottles. They're very unique. Yeah. I, I don't really yeah. know how to describe them, to be honest. Uh, like a light bulb. Yeah. So if you turn it over, it looks like a light bulb. When I was joking around on stream, I was putting them over my head, yeah. right? Like ideas. Yeah. So it's like a reverse light bulb. Uh, type of look so they're great i the question did come up on stream since you mentioned that what is your favorite fountain pen ink brand name dominant industry or linen toolbar i mean they're, they're, they're favorite for different reasons mm. you know dominant industry is a better name linen toolbar mm. is just fantastic to say linen, <laughs> linen toolbar yeah. Lennon so if you if you had to name your ink company, Mike, are you going with Dominant Industry? Yes. Or Linen Toolbar? Yes, I'm going with Dominant Industry because because Linen Toolbar doesn't make sense when you say. Oh, because Dominant Industry does. It sounds you know that that that's like the uh, that's like the bad guys in the Pixar movies. Dominant Industry. Yeah, I, I mean, my one of my uh, original names for Relay FM was uh, Colossal. So mm. I like that kind mm -hmm. of aesthetic. Okay. Okay. So it seems like you. Yeah, I'd probably go with Dominant Industry too. So I, I think it's kind of a fun name. So anyway, so when I when I test these out, I try to do since it's a new pen, I'll pick a new ink. So that's why um I went with this this Faber Castell Ambition and a new ink in the Dominant Industry. So like I write these notes down. Like I'm writing kind of like my thoughts um in a notebook and like I, I could take a picture of it later, but I just have a page full of notes for each of these pens. And so like for Dominant Industry Lake, I wrote bright blue with a hint of green, good shading, flow, 
kind of a perfect fountain pen ink, not too light, not too dark, great character, right? So like, that's like the initial thoughts when I first put the pen to the page. Mm -hmm. So I do that for a lot of this stuff when I'm trying to figure it out. Next up, Mike, I'm surprised it took me this long to ink this pen up, but as you'll see, we also have a converter issue here. This is the Y Studio Classic Revolve fountain pen. So this is the larger sized, more standard shape, um, you know, cousin to the Y Studio Brassing fountain pen that I've talked about so much for years. That's one of my favorite pens, right? So it's got the same hex barrel shape. It's got that same kind of matte lacquer finish. This time they did a couple things differently. One, they did a lot of colors, right? So there's red, green, blue, black, and then I think standard brass. Without yep. looking at them, I think that's the color line. I have red. Um, I, this was impossible to pick which color it should be. I I don't know. There's no wrong decision on the colors. Of I, like these. The I think green they're one. all great. Yeah, green is great. Um, they also updated their logo. The Y Studio font's just kind of a little bit different. It's this is their tenth anniversary pen. So, wow. what's interesting about this pen is the price point. It comes in cheaper than the brassing. Even though it's a little bit bigger pen, a little bit bigger nib aesthetically, like it's it was hard to figure out the size of this nib. Like I don't know who makes this nib. I think Schmidt made the previous nibs. Then maybe these are still Schmidt. But if I could say anything, it's like a five and a half size nib, right? Like it falls in between like the Kaveco number five nib and the Yovo number six nib. It's in between those two. So I don't know what the official sizing in this is. It's a steel nib, and this is a fine nib in here. This is the finest sharpest steel fine nib i've used that i that i can recall right it reminds me of like a twisby extra fine nib if not finer than that and that's a fine line i already I already think the twisbys are fine nibs to begin with so i don't know I'll, I'll probably have to ask some questions about this nib right that's on my list to figure out is who makes this nib and why is it so fine because i love it right i want that's what i want like the nib is perfect for me but it is really fine. Like I would put an extra fine on this, if not even finer than that. It's it's sharp. Um, the converter again. Hmm. <laughs> this con this shipped with a converter. It shipped with an exceedingly nice converter, a Y Studio. The it's a basically a Y Studio brassing converter, right? So like the metal parts I was talking about before. On this converter, they have the brass Y Studio parts. It's great. It didn't fit on the post in the pen. <laughs> like I went to place the converter, you know, into the grip section, right into the back of the pen, and it wouldn't go on. Like it would not. What? It would not connect. And I'm like, do I shove this on here? How aggressive do I need to be? So I emailed Kenro, who is the distributor of this of of Y Studio in the US. Um they they didn't send me this pen. I ordered this pen from uh site sponsor Penchalet. Um and they're like, yeah, we've made Y Studio aware that the fitting is too tight. So you can get huh. I eventually became overly aggressive and it snapped on there. Like it like made a snapping sound. A standard international converter will fit if you're not comfortable doing that. Yeah. Also, Y Studio is working on 
fixing that measurement so it doesn't require that anymore. Okay. It doesn't require people to be like overly aggressive in putting this on because it ha- it ha- it has been a problem uh, for them and they're going to have to make a change to the product because of that. So that's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I, so like they ship it with the converter. That's one of the coolest converters you'll ever see. And it did not attach. <laughs> and I, I finally did. I finally just worked at it slowly. Like I wasn't just going to go in there and start uh, like really being pushing it. But I, I eventually got it on there. Mm. So, yeah. Um so yeah, they have not had the best luck with their converters. The the Y Studio resin, which is one of my favorite, another favorite of mine, it didn't fit the the barrel diameter. Like the uh, it was similar to the Fabric Castell that I talked about, right? Certain converters didn't fit inside the barrel. I was like, you're you're making these things and shipping them. Make sure they that they all fit. So anyway, so there'll be a comment on that. So this is how my notes go. Um, I inked it up with Birmingham uh, Pen Company Shortleaf Pine. It's a green, kind of like a mossy green ink. And I think this would be better, not knowing how fine this nib was going to be, this would be better in more like a medium-sized nib. And I thought this fine nib would be plenty, plenty broad enough, but it's a little bit lighter green. I will enjoy writing with this while it's in it. And I think the ink independently is good. I just think certain inks deserve certain nibs, and this is one that would deserve a broader nib because it's not a bright green. It's more of a, like I say, a mossy green. It's got a little bit of gray in it, if you will. And I think it's fantastic, but I think you just want to, um, you want to show it off a little bit more and put it in a broader ink. Um, excuse me, a broader nib. So I have a question yeah. for you with the, uh, yep. the Y Studio. Yep. Is it like the, I know it kind of comes pre-brossed, if you'd call it that, where you can see the brass through the paint job. Mm-hmm. Does it rub off or do they include one of the little sandpapery things? In <laughs> they include sandpaper with it. So you can continue to adjust it? <laughs> yes, yes. Ooh, Which... that's made this a, a much higher on my list now. Yeah. So I tend to not... My last, so the very first Y Studio I got I don't was a want roller to, ball. Uh, adjust it myself. I yeah. want the world to do it. Yes. So the first pen I got was a roller ball, and I used the sandpaper because that's what I was. I was reviewing it, right? I wanted to see, hey, what does this do? And I was like, oh, that's cool. But then my brassing fountain pen, I've just let it uh, be natural, and I'll, I'll pretty much just let the the natural world happen with with these pens, especially like my brassing fountain pen. Like that's a essentially a pocket pin for me mm-hmm. so it gets beat pretty good i like it i like it that way or you can put it on the lanyard you know so you always true yeah exactly oh so that's time. last last point on this this pin is like 30 dollars cheaper than the brassing even though the brassing is a little bit narrower diameter i think there's a few just the little design differences that make the brassing pin more expensive like that lanyard holder like this is just a straight flat cap on both ends of the Which revolve. I think is a better choice for most people. Yeah. Like, I think this will be the main line Y Studio fountain pen, right? Yeah. It's in the brassing is a little bit more of a specific, a little bit more expensive product, even though it's technically like a little bit smaller, smaller, narrower. Mm. It's, it's more expensive because there's a little bit more design and manufacturing work to it, I believe. So I think this the Revolve is going to be the main line Y Studio fountain pen for that reason. 
it's more right. standard that way. We still got more to come, uh, but let's take oh, our yeah. first break of this episode and uh, thank Kanalea Penko for their support of this show. Kanalea Penko makes stunningly beautiful pens inspired by images of Hawaii. Kanalea's founders, Hugh and Carol, believe that these locations can help recharge our spirit and help us connect with nature. And while the story behind these pens is wonderful, the execution is what truly sets them apart because every single Kanalea pen is handmade in a process that means no two pens will ever look alike. Today, we want to share a bit of news that Kanalea is expanding the availability of their Mylay Lay anniversary band. So this was the band that was first used in the Holokalani collection uh, earlier this year. Um, followed by the Manta collection as well. This will now be available on the Aolani, the Kona Cherry, and the Kona Snow fountain pens, as well as on future designs from Kanalea too. Mylay is a sacred Hawaiian plant with fragrant dark green leaves, and a Mylay lei is used to celebrate important life events or given as a sign of friendship. I think this uh, makes a Mylele featured pen uh, from Kanalea, I think, kind of a wonderful gift for somebody special in your life for this reason, um, or maybe to celebrate a big occasion. Like This was the thing that Kanalea created for their fifth anniversary uh, on the Hanukkah. Uh, so they put it there, and that's the one that I have and love. I, I have mm-hmm. it on the, like, in the first uh, usage of it. The wide Argentium silver band is what it is made of, is adorned with a lay of Mylay leaves, which expresses the love woven into all Canalea pens and the aloha that founders and creators Hugh and Carol feel for the pen community as a whole. Canalea fountain pens feature Yoho number no. 6 nibs, and you can buy steel or 18 karat gold nibs directly from Canalea. They offer sizes from extra fine to 1.1mm uh, stub, and Hue will smooth and tune every single nib before it leaves the shop so that your Canalea pen is going to write fantastically and perfectly, straight out of their lovely black walnut keepsake box. Canalea also wanted us to share something new that they've been working on. It's a really fun little project called the Pua Necklace. Also made of Argentum silver, this pendant is crafted in the U.S. and adorned with an ethically sourced lab-created diamond. Pua is the Hawaiian word for flower, blossom, and the hibiscus flower, which symbolizes beauty and joy. It's also what Canalea used for their logo. Uh, though each fragile hibiscus flower uh, blossom lasts only for a day, the new Pua necklace captures the delicate fleeting beauty of the hibiscus so it can be enjoyed for years to come. This wonderful pendant is available right now on Canalea's website as well. So go and see these wonderful products for yourself at canaleapenco.com. That is canaleapenco.com to choose your aloha today. Our thanks to Canalea Penco for the support of this show and Relay FM. I know we did our gift guide episode last week, mm-hmm. but if you wanted to win the holidays, yeah. you pop uh, you pop that Kona cherry under the tree mm-hmm. with the Miley Lay band on there. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be the way to go. Like that is kind of like the perfect uh, perfect uh, holiday gift surprise, big surprise right there. I would love to see that under the tree. So, yeah, I uh, two things. I love the um, I love that they're bringing the Miley Lay to more. I think it's really special, mm-hmm. and it, I think mm-hmm. it really does take the pen like to the next level. Like I adore mine. Like I really, really do love it. Like I, I've I feel like this is not going to be the last Canalea pen I have with that band because um, <laughs> really it just it adds another level to the pen. Yeah, um, it's a completely different pen. And also the uh, I love that the necklace that they're, they're working on lab created diamonds. It's something that I think is really cool and was taught about 
a few years ago. Um, and there are a couple of different ways of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's just a great way to get that effect and also uh, not participate in an industry that can otherwise be pretty tricky. Yeah, pretty tricky. Pretty tricky. Yep, for sure. For sure. All right. Speaking of tricky, Mike, mm-hmm. this is this is why I do kind of these my own personal previews that I happen to be sharing on uh, on the podcast this week. I usually just kind of keep all this stuff to myself. This is the Pen BBS. Four five six is their vacuum filling fountain pen. This is one of those pens that I would never like buy for myself without like doing research about it first. But I'm in a position to where, hey, I can just take a chance on, you know, getting a few of these products in and seeing how they work as opposed to like going, you know, just like blindly buying stuff online, which is why I like to do this, which is why I do the Panatic blog to be able to share this information and how this stuff works. Is it, you know, what are the pros and cons of buying like a pen brand you may have never heard of or experienced mm-hmm. like a pen BBS? Um, a lot of them know them. A lot of people know pen BBS for their inks. So they make pens now. Mike, this is a heckin' good pen. I, I am shocked at how much I am enjoying this pen. It's a vacuum filler. So it has that, the long uh, vacuum me- mechanism, you know, like the Twisby Vac 700 or the Pilot 823. The thing about it, Mike, is it's only 56 bucks. Right, so it has this mechanism in here. It works really well. It filled up the 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 barrel very well on like on the first fill. Yeah. The material I chose. So not only did I choose this pen, which is an outlier for me. I choose I chose a material which would be an outlier for me. If you look at like the four colors that are available. Yeah. Like uh, I got this from Jet Pens. Like this would be like probably like the last color I chose I chose like if I was at like a pin show and picking something off a table right as opposed to like the blue and the blue and purple and the the galaxy and stuff I bought this moon river one because it's such a different kind of material like it's like a cracked ice looking green and pearlescent white it's even better in person than the pictures I kind of adore this material um I'll spend a lot of time with this pen testing it out the only thing I don't love so far is the nib. Like, it's good, right? There's no problem with the nib, but it is one of those nibs that I find to be overly smooth, right? It's, like, overly polished to where it's almost, like, sticky on the page, if that makes sense, right? There's no, like, texture. It's a little bit more grabby on the page. It writes well, but the difference between this nib being a fine... And the Faber-Castell being a medium and wider, writing a wider line, the edges of the Faber-Castell lines are much cleaner mm. and sharper to where the edges of this Pen BBS nib are rounder and a little bit more in, uneven. Now, that affects me because of my writing style. If you write in cursive, you would probably love this, right? So, like, you got to take these thoughts into, like, what we're, what what I'm discussing. Like, I try to pose this as hey this is how i'm testing it because this is how i write and it while it may not be perfect for me it actually might work extremely well for you but this the nib is so polished it feels different on the page so that's that's definitely a thing but overall this is a really 
comfortable pen. Like I am actually surprised at how much I'm enjoying writing with this pen, even with the nib, like the nib's perfectly fine, like no quality issues. But as far as like, that's a preference issue, right? There's not a pen issue with the nib. It's a preference issue. Mm. So I ink this up with the uh, Kala Island sweet potato balls, Mike. We put some sweet potato balls in this pen. I dislike this ink. I thought it was going to be great. I want to scream sweet potato balls from the top, from the mountaintop, but it's, it is too light. It, it's, it's not working for me on the page. It, when it's dry, it looks pretty good. It's one of those things that goes on so light. It's hard to read as you're writing, but when you're done writing with it, it looks fine, but it's still, t- it's, it's too light for me. So like I'll even like Gross. I may not even review this ink, right? Because I would just be kind of frustrated reviewing it. The bottle's great, the design's great, the name's great, the idea is great. The ink is good. It's just not like we have a lot of ink choices these days. And like if if you're going to make sweet potato balls, it's got to be a little bit uh a little bit better than this. And like I I want to like this ink so much. But I, it's the least favorite ink I tested uh, in this whole batch um, that, that I'm reviewing here. And that's the thing is I try, like this was the most, this was the easiest ink to choose. This is the most, the ink that would be most like the things that I like as opposed to the Dominant Industry Lake or the Birmingham Penco Shortleaf Pine or we're talking a minute about Twisby Crimson. Like those, I chose those specifically because they're not something I would normally use, Right. The sweet potato balls is kind of an orange ink. <laughs> Sorry. It just it just flows. It's an orange ink, which should be like right up my alley. It's I guess because I can compare it to like 20 other orange inks. It's just it doesn't rank. Like it's it's a little bit too light for me. So we'll we'll talk more about about that later. But yeah. Um overall, I'm very pleased with the pin BBS. This is my first pin BBS. Um it's it's enjoyable. I I want something different on the nib, and that's something maybe I can I can deal with on my own. But um, the ink was 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 not impressive. The, the sweet potato balls were not impressive, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean that's that's just what it's called, and that's uh, the way it's gonna yeah. go. And now it's a Saturday Night Live sketch. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add to this one, Brad. I'm not gonna lie. I have a few more things I'm testing. This one okay. is a little bit. This one's a little bit self-serving, and these won't. These next ones won't be as long as the these other ones. Right. But I built a a spoke icon for myself. Another one. So I've been using the British Racing Green with the brass parts, right? The brass brass sleeve and then a brass grooved grip. Just because, like, I need to test these things out, see how they wear, see how they do. I've been loving that one. So I wanted to test out one of the titanium grips, and so I built one with the cobalt blue barrel, which is really, really sharp, bright um, blue. Like it's a it's a darkish blue, but it's like mm-hmm. kind of got this brightness to it. So I put the titanium parts in there. So it, the the sleeve is not titanium, but it's silver to kind of match the the. It's a silver aluminum to kind of match the titanium of the grip. 
so I have a shiny titanium grooved grip in here and it's great. Like that's just now it's my second one that I've, I've, I've stolen from the inventory recently <laughs> just because I wanted to have this different build and this different grip test. So I've been working on that. Like that may not be a review thing, but that's a testing thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have to use this stuff and make sure everything's, everything's going well. I also hadn't used one of our new nibs, even though they're the same Yovo nibs. Um, this, the ones with the new patterns, right? They removed the scroll work Yovo did. So we got some new, uh, nib sizes with just the, like the line work. And I haven't tried one of those. So it looks good. And I inked that up with the Twisby 1791 Crimson, which I am not a red ink person whatsoever. This ink's pretty good, right? It's, it's maybe a shade or two darker than what I'd consider just like a standard basic red ink, right? Like if you look at a red gel ink, those are very bright. This has a little bit of darkness in there. I guess maybe that's why it's called crimson. Um, I'm surprised as, as much as I wanted to like sweet potato balls and I don't, I didn't think I was going to like crimson and I do, right? This is why I have to test all this stuff out to get these preconceived notions out of my head and into like actually the the facts of what I really think about them, right? Like if you would ask me to review your sweet potato balls, Mike, just out of the blue, I said, oh, this is going to be great. Like it was the mindset I had going into it and it's not. And then Twisby Crimson, I was like, well, I really don't want to review a red ink because I don't really care for red inks, but this one's good. Like that's why I do these types of things and write all these notes out. So it's fun. All right. Last couple of things are not fountain pens. One is the new Blackwing volume 651, the Bruce Lee version. Have you seen this these? This is Mike? one of the coolest. It's dope. It's, it's so really good. good. It's so uh, simple, but so effective. Exactly right. So I didn't, I missed this announcement. Like I didn't even see this at all until I was just looking online at like some new arrivals and stuff. And I was like, is this really like the next volumes edition? Like I didn't, is this like, I couldn't decide if it was like a one-off or a volumes, but it's a volumes edition. And it's just, you know, a, a black and yellow stripe pencil, but executed really well in normal black wing fashion. Like, um, it represents kind of like one of the last, uh, like one of the last famous outfits that Bruce Lee wore in, in, in his movies. And then that was, uh, we, you know, our modern age, you know, related to Uma Thurman's outfit in Kill the Bill. Kill Bill movies, yeah. movies, because that's her outfit was designed on the Bruce Lee outfit, right? So it's like this whole thread of importance of the design of this outfit. And it was just a very bold striking design and that's was executed in this pencil so i had to buy a box of those and they're great and they have the x honestly if they didn't have the extra firm core i probably would have skipped it um this is the first first batch i've bought in the last two or three i think um but i like them I already have it in use really like it and then mike uh my friends at moramon sent me a big care package of a new notebook they're releasing the Simple Note basic lineup has already been around for a while. Um, it's kind of their student notebook. You know how a lot of the Japanese brands have their, their premium notebooks and they have their student notebooks like Kakuyo Campus, right? They have just complete lines of more, um, you know, uh, price conscious, high still high quality products. And that's uh -huh. what the basic is. And they didn't have a dot grid design before they had them available in blank lined and graph but they're going to launch the dot grid in the u.s market only it looks like for now um in a4 a5 and b5 sizes they sent me a sample of all these i think they're going to be ready out in january 
That's what I did all this fountain pen ink testing in. This paper is awesome. Like this is going to be like my, my, it's a spiral bound, you know, kind of craft paper cover, uh, really built to be like a student notebook, but it handles fountain pen inks and all other inks so well. Like this is going to live on my desk. It's when these come out, um, for a wider release in the U S like, you're going to hear me raving about these. You can already get them now in blank lined or, or graph, um, with the same paper quality. Like I've missed missed these in the past that the paper is this good but uh the dot grid when they come out here in the u.s you'll hear me raving about them and and recommending for people to pick them up but you can pick them up now in the in the standard um the other standard formats um and you will be impressed impressed with the paper quality i i know i was they look really cool yeah like i put the paper quality right up there with the um like with the top tier of the Japanese papers that I love, like it's, it's in the same category as like Midori and life and travelers Who and all the, 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 the premium key. Crow. Mormon. Yeah. Mormon so is it well. similar to that? It's a different paper style. This is oh. a more croquis is a little bit different paper feel for a lot of people. It's like, it's a little bit of a crinkly harder paper, which I prefer, which is why I like the, like the bank paper style. This is more of a standard notebook paper. Um, it's also um, a, a white paper, right? It's not cream or ivory. So I think people will like this as a more standard usable paper um, for, for regular everyday use. It's fantastic. All right. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Penn Chalet. They sell the very best and products from all of your favorite bands. Whether you want to get something from Pelican or Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco. And every time I go to Pen Chalet, I click the Brands tab, and that list is just growing and growing and growing. They really are adding stuff. Every single month, they're adding new products, and it shows because the amount of options of wonderful stuff you can get over at Pen Chalet just continues to grow. Uh, they have all types of products. So if you want a fountain pen or some ink or a carrying case or a mechanical pencil or fountain pen converters, rollables, ballpoints, everything, they've got it. And they do the very best prices that they can. They have really great prices on all their products. And they do great shipping stuff too. So if you're in the US, you'll get free shipping on orders over $50. And they have great rates internationally. They run discounts twice a month on loads of different products, as well as I mentioned before, adding new stuff every single month too. It feels like it's more than that. It feels like every week, <laughs> maybe every couple of days, there's new stuff going landing on Pen Chalet. Uh, they sell limited edition products as well. Um, so, you know, you'll find that on there. And they also work with some companies as well to create some of their own limited edition things as well. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So head over to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PENADDICT. This is where you'll get a code that you'll need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. So if you ever got a product that you're looking for, you've seen it or maybe on Instagram, you want to go buy, or go buy it, just go Go and check out Pen Chalet first, see if they have it, because you'll get 10% off for yourself, but you'll also be supporting the show too. So you go to penchalet.com, you click that link at the top of the website, you um, type in the password PENADDICT, and you'll get the code, because the code changes. So you can go and get the code there. Also, when you're logged in there, 
you will get to see some uh, special offers that are just for Pen Addict listeners. This is one of those weeks where we can't tell you about the offer. You have to go and check it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. So penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Uh, click the podcast link at the top of the website. Uh, and that'll pass to Pen Addict, and you will get to see some special offers and get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet, and you'll also be supporting the show. So thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. I saw they have in stock the the new Kaveco collection Cyan, which is you know the basic sport, but the 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 more limited color run. Right? Yep. They do. I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is on those quarterly, you know, biannually, whatever. But man, that's a killer color. That's that's definitely one that I am picking up soon. Yeah, it's a nice looking one. <clears throat> yeah, I love seem that. To do anything weird with that one? No, no, it's very basic, and hopefully, like all the text is correct. <laughs> <laughs> for like for the for what they want to do, but yeah, really cool stuff. So check out our good friends over at Penchalet. Thank you. Speaking of good friends, Mike, mm-hmm. um, our friend uh, David at Figboot has his next round of Leonardo slash Carolina Penco pins coming out soon. So he did a small run to kind of test the waters, I don't know, a month or so ago, maybe a little bit longer. I was longer than that. Yeah, was it? It was back in the summer, I guess, back in the summer, Um, where he had 100 pins available and kind of test the waters, and it went well enough that he has another pin in the works with our good friend Jonathan Brooks and one of our favorite makers at Leonardo. This is... um, what is this one? The uh, Carolina Midnight Resin. So it's a dark blue with some silver uh, or light gray accents and different shades of blue in there. So what he's going to do this time is it's going to be kind of like the tactile turn model where it's going to be an open order edition for a certain, a small time frame. Like, so if you want the pen, you can order it, right? You're not limited to like the first hundred people or whatever it is to to order it you can go in you can pre-order it david's gonna have the information up on his website and he's gonna have it's a not YouTube a very video long out. pre-order though it's a short pre-order window and then um whatever that number is they will get ordered um you know 9 a.m pins made december 4th to midnight mm-hmm. december 5th and whatever oh, okay time so it's only like a day that is a little yeah. day day and a half gotcha so thank on the you website Okay, so yeah, whatever that number is, uh, they'll get that batch made, turn them around in about 90 days, which is, I think, a pretty quick turnaround, if I'm being perfectly honest. And uh, yeah, I like seeing like our community members and other makers and other creators in this space do cool stuff. So I definitely wanted to give uh, David a, a shout out, and uh, I, I love this collaboration, and uh who knows? I might have to break down and, and jump into that queue as well. Who knows? I dig we'll the, see. the colors. I think it's a really yes. nice mixture. Yep, um, yep. Understated, but but impactful at the same time. Right. Like, it's not big and brash, but it's very classy. Um, and I, yeah, I think it looks, I think it looks really, really nice. I think it's yep. a nice collab. It's got that subtle coolness that I like in it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, from think so. a, it looks it looks good from afar, but then close up, it looks spectacular, right? Yeah, really, I, I think it ticks it all the boxes. Really good with the dark nib as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's an option. You can get the, the 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 silvery rhodium, or you can get the ruthenium, which is the darker, uh, the darker trims. And which nibs. I think is so the right. Move. That might push me over. That might push me over the edge to uh, to jump yeah. in on this one. So we'll see. We'll see. Very nice. Good work. Very nice. 
All right. Shall we do some hashtag OzTPA questions to finish out today's episode? Yeah, I think we got some good ones we need to get to here. All right. First comes from Rob. What are the top three sub $300 pens to pair with Fuyugaki, which is an Orochizuku ink, an orange Orochizuku ink? Yeah, I love these highly specific questions. Um, and, and this one, the, like the first one you put in was probably the first one that came to mind as well, which is the Sailor 1911 Tangerine. Yep. I don't know if you can still get it, but I bet I you can around. if you look around. Yeah. It is still possible. Okay. And it's at the old price, right? Yes. So like if you want that pen, it will eventually go away, but it's priced like they didn't raise the price on the old pen, Sailor didn't. So you can get this at the previously still pretty high highly priced, but you can get it for under $300. Um and I think that's a great match. I threw in the Pilot 823 or the 912 with the FA nib. Um, the 912 should come in under 300. The 823, depending on where you shop, it might be over 300. It's pretty expensive. Um, but with that FA nib, it gives you that character that Fuyugaki deserves, right? It's a bright, bold ink. That orange really pops on the page. And the F.A. nib will will throw down a good amount of ink and give you some line variation. I think that would be a nice pairing. For a standard pen, maybe, I don't know if it's better than the Tangerine, but it's close, Mike. The Leonardo Memento Zero Mango. Close. Um, I, I still, I mean, the 1911 jumped in my mind and yeah. that was an easy one. Because I, yeah. I do think that, if, if I believe the 1911 Tangerine is the best orange pen ever made. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and you and I are, are both in the, the matchy-matchy category, so we're picking out orange-flavored pens yeah. for and orange I have, inks. I have two, though. <laughs> I have the regular, <laughs> I do too. and I have the I king of pen. Now that you say that, it's one of the only pen colors that I have two of yep. as well. I have the king of pen and the small, the, yep. the, whatever, the standard. So yep. I don't have the, the large size. But uh, gosh, now now I have to go search for uh, 1911L, don't I, to, to create... To, to finish the trifecta. Uh-oh. Whoops. Whoops. So, no. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great pen. Uh, but I, I like the Mango as a um, less expensive option, like in the $200 range. And it's, I mean, it's a Leonardo Memento Zero. I would I'll just like to raving about throw it. in a runner-up, which okay. is just the orange per gear. Okay. Also yeah. great. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Orange Pro Gear, it's a it's a less vibrant orange than the tangerine and uh, black finials, I believe, on that. Um, but with the rhodium trim, it looks super sharp. It's a great pen. I'd say that is probably my longest running pen and ink pairing is the orange yeah, that pro was, gear with Fuyugaki in it. Yeah, that was my first uh, big boy sailor. It was mine too. Mm-hmm. So I fell in mm-hmm. love with yours and then immediately bought one yep. like three days That's later. Exactly right. That's Pasha. exactly right. I have since sold that pen years ago. I've got mine right here on the desk with me today, Brad. Yep, yep. It's a great pen. It's a classic, classic. classic. All right. I can't believe you sold that. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, you don't keep things... I don't, I don't do too much sentimental say. stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you have no sentimentality. I mean, sentiment... What? I don't need dust collecting on my sentiment. That's a very weird sentence. Mm-hmm. Luke asks, aside from Noodler's Blue Ghost, what other fountain pen safe invisible inks do you recommend? I know that lemon juice used to be a way to do this, 
but wasn't sure how this would work in a fountain <laughs> pen. I could probably do something like get a preppy to use and abuse, but I was wondering if there was a more off-the-shelf option. I have a lot of questions that I can't get <laughs> answers to, <laughs> but I want to know what Luke is doing. <laughs> I mean, he's like applying to Treadstone, I guess. What like, is that? That's the that's the uh, the born. Uh, group that uh oh, that brain, the okay. brain washes the yep. the assassins right mm-hmm. so you need to write an in invisible ink if you're going to train to be an assassin train mm-hmm. so luke has some other questions to to answer for and probably a background check that's incoming <laughs> but no uh i blue ghost is is the way to go because i don't know any other answer and i i'm not, I'm not sure i would trust any other answer um, but I know it seems people to me do. That, like, it, I mean, I don't know what the issue would be with Noodles Blue Ghost, but considering the ink well, already just, exists, you know. Yeah, it's just wondering what uh, if there are other options. But a lot of people do um, letter writing things for for people and have hidden uh, mm. hidden designs or do um, you know like uh, envelope art that's not visible until you get your little UV light beam posted on there you know shine on there so yeah i think it's a really really cool thing to do i just i'm not even aware of a singular other ink um than the noodler's blue ghost that that would um that's made for fountain pens right you can probably find plenty oh, of look like at this. invisible so inks in trip shops what's he saying luke likes to send invisible bonus messages to some discord members who are pen pals there you go so there you go now we actually i actually got the answer Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I just say one? This this is I think Blue Ghost is probably what you want to continue with. Can I just say Noodlers is the weirdest company in our <laughs> community? Yeah, I that's I'd say factually correct, especially since it's just like a single person. The, like much. everything about it's weird. The packaging is weird. <laughs> the labels on the packaging is weird. The uh-huh. names of the pens, uh, the names of the inks are weird. And just like the offering, you know, it's uh-huh. like noodlers. Oh, they'll sell you some colors that are nice. They'll also sell you invisible ink and they will sell you ink that will destroy your pen. <laughs> they yep. they sell it all. Yes to all. It's kind of incredible, really. And I it like really to is. imagine it's just a guy in a shed with a bunch of like pipes and tubes and funnels. Essentially, you're not far off. This like, is what I imagine it yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> incredible it is incredible so i think we've probably just alerted many people including myself to the fact that, that there is a like commercially available readily available invisible ink if you want it yeah yeah and you need like the little it's like uh, UV. uv active so you mm-hmm. need like a little you know you can get a little pin light that's that's uv mm-hmm. uh reactive so to to see all that stuff it's fun stuff we've had some stuff here uh, the kids have messed around with that but it was always blue ghost right it was, i've never tried anything else all right, got one from Judith. So this is a longer one. Aside from the Opus 88 and Conid, if they ever start making pens again, are there any pens that have a double chamber or otherwise sealable ink reservoir? I live in the mountains, and any out-of-town trip includes a significant altitude change, and I'm tired of cleaning up ink when I overlook something. A couple of Opus 88s have made it into my collection, and they offer a simple solution. But now that I'm traveling more again, it would be nice to have a wider range of pens that are good traveling companions. I know about flying with pens that are either full or empty, or you've got to store them upright. I'm just tired of adding what pens will be full or empty enough to go down the hill and full or <clears> empty <throat> enough to come back when I'm coming home, and how shall I fit them into my luggage to the list of things to think about when packing for a trip. 
Yeah, so two things immediately came into mind. One, Visconti markets their sealable reservoir as like a as like a huge selling point, like a double reservoir and seals off very well. Um, so so look at those. They're obviously very expensive. Um, although the Conans are very expensive as well. But any of the 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 classic vacuum fillers, like the Pilot 823, like it's not a double reservoir, but the way the mechanism works, it completely seals it off to where ink cannot get out when you have the the um the piston screwed down completely, right? It's not a it's not a piston filler. But it's a it's a vacuum filler, and what that vac does is create a seal when it's all the way screwed down to where the ink um, can't get out, right? So like that would be my number one. That's more along the the conid lines uh, of of engineering mechanisms. Uh, the Pilot Eight Twenty Three would be my number one choice. Um, mm. Plus, you can you can see the ink levels in there too, if if that's a thing you're interested in. Visconti's do have some options to where you can see it, but um, so what what is know, some of them are here? closed off. Where's the ink not coming from? You know what I, I mean? I mean, so it's just a, an altitude and pressure change, right? So depending on how, if you have like a normal converter or a normal piston filler, there's enclosures you can't account for like sealing off completely. Right, okay. Right, so it's just like in case of accident or... It basically, Judith doesn't want to have to worry about anything. Just seal off the pen and go okay. right to where, like, if I'm taking my Leonardo Memento Zero, either the standard converter one or the piston filler one, I'm never going to be able to completely seal off those ink reservoirs from my travels, right? No matter how careful I am, you know, I could make a mistake and there's something going to be open. But where with a Pilot 823, I can, for a fact, seal off my ink reservoir and I could just not ever have to worry about that type of design of the pen to that would to cause links leaking by from pressure changes. So same with the Visconti, right? Uh, same with the Conan, things like that. But like those those types of vac fillers where you can get the 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 pure close off seal, that's the way you want to go. And like I think the eight twenty three is is one of the best of the bunch. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I hope that helps, Judith. I hope that helps. All right, if you'd like to send in a question of your own, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. You can use question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members' Discord or send a longer question to hello at penaddict.com. And then go to penaddict.com where you can read Brad's work and along with many fine contributors. Uh, you can also check out uh, Brad's membership newsletter refill there too, which is one of my favorite reads every single week. Um, I read cover to cover i read refill every single nice. uh, weekend uh you can go to twitch.tv slash pen addict where you catch brad streaming a couple of times a week you can go to spokedesign.com uh pen addict on instagram dowdyism on twitter i'm i mike i m y k e uh go buy a journal go buy a theme system journal cortexmerch.com tis the season for that kind of thing um you can also check more out about what that's all about at themesystem.com as well if you want to uh, thank you so much to our wonderful sponsors of this week's episode. That's Pen Chalet and Candelaya Penco. Uh, please support them as they support us. And as always, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll, Brad will be back next time with a special guest. <laughs> uh, until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>